Dane Evans. He's under pressure, has to roll to his right. It's intercepted by the Stampeders. Sean Thomas Erlington had it go off his hands, up in the air, and it was picked off by the Stampeders. That's the game. From the Ticats Audio Network, this is Ticats Today. Yes, it is Ticats Today for a Monday, June the 20th. And yeah, Mondays are uh, just a little bit worse when we're coming off a Ticats loss, but... Guess what? The sun still rose on Sunday, and it did again today, so it looks like the world is not ending. Despite the Ticats' overtime loss on Saturday to the Calgary Stampeders, Louis Butko here on Ticats today. Thanks for checking us out on the Ticats Audio Network. How do you feel? How are you feeling 48 hours after? Hit me up on Twitter, at LouisB underscore TV. Oh, man. It was deja vu. Felt like a bad dream, but it wasn't. Ticats dropped 0-2, and it doesn't get much easier for them. They take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Friday in Winnipeg, looking to avoid going 0-3 to start the season for the first time since 2017. Uh, Coming up on today's show, we are going to be joined by the man who had the call we just heard from there, RJ Broadhead from the Ticats Audio Network. We'll also hear from Coach O as he spoke after the game. We'll hear from Dane Evans. And we'll hear from Tunde Adelike as well. And, you know, despite the finish, and I can't, you know, you can't really say that. Just like last week, Coach said, you know, other than the injuries. We can't really look at this game with the other than the finish. It's hard to really get a handle on what happened. But Dane Evans was efficient, 425 yards, three touchdowns. Those two interceptions, yeah, he's going to want back. But uh, a good game from Dane. Tim White was fantastic, named the uh, performer of the game. 131 yards on 11 catches, including a uh, big touchdown and a beautiful 25-yard touchdown catch. Mike Domagala, yes, he missed the extra point, but he did go 3-for-3 three three on field goals. And defensively, I thought the Ticats played well. Ticats played good for most of the game defensively. Jovan Santos knocks. Tunde Adelke had 10 tackles and a sack. And again, we're going to hear from him in a second. Uh, Jovan Santos-Knox had that interception and added seven tackles as well. So yeah, despite the result, a lot of positives to take from the Ticats, but the result is what it is. Ticats outscored 27-6 to in the third and fourth quarter. In fact, make it outscored 30-6 to in the second half and overtime, and they lose 33-30 to the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, for more on this game, let's hear from the head coach of the Ticats. Here is Orlando Steinhauer as he spoke to the media after the game. Well, we, we didn't finish. That's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no other explanation. We had opportunities to win. We didn't see them. We got to win. We got to win football games. That's, that's the deal. You know, that's how we played decent for the Spurs. And... Uh, Right now, there's, yeah, that's, that's what I said. Yeah, you, you know, we, we got we to gotta come away with points down there. And, uh, you know, credit them, we made a football play, and we didn't. So, uh, it's going to be tough to win doing that. Yeah, we definitely need to finish. It's, uh, it's extremely, uh, you know, it, it's frustrating. You know, we have opportunities. And right now, we haven't made them consistently. We've made some, 
but we haven't made it consistently. Uh, the bottom line is uh, we got to win. That Dane, you know, he threw the ball well. Uh, I think, you know, Dane's going to go as as uh, you know, we, we protect him. I thought we did a better job of that tonight. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's a few throws that he would like back. And, you know, it is a tough position on the field. But, uh, you know, we, we'll, make our, we'll make our fair share of plays there. Obviously, we'd like to make more of them down the stretch when it counts. Uh, it's always a collective effort. Yeah, again, I, I don't know. Like, we're, you know, at a minimum, you think we're going to line up for a field goal there. But, you know, that's, that's the way the game happened. And, you know, it's going to go down as they made a play and we didn't. Just that what we're capable of when, when we protect the quarterback, I think we'll be able to move the football just fine this year. Um, I think that was the, the biggest improvement that we needed to see. That was a, a, a glaring, you know, obvious point. And I thought we did a, a decent job with that. And uh, yeah, I mean, we just got to continue to get better. Tough night. Well, for those that have been here, that's who it would affect. You know, those, you know, our football team is not the same as, as the Grey Cup. I know there are some similarities in, you know, the game and the tip ball, but a lot of a lot of the players won't even, won't even know about that. As far as the ones that were here, you know, I would, you know, I'd be shocked if that was something that was in their mind. Um, yeah, it's going to be disappointing. It's going to sting, and it should. It should. It's, uh, yeah. You can tell, a little bit short on words. That is the head coach and president of football operations of the Ticats, Orlando Steinauer, as he spoke after the game. Let's hear from Dane Evans, quarterback. By the way, happy Father's Day to Dane this past weekend and all the fathers who celebrated, including my own my own dad, Jimmer. Hope you had a great day. I'm sorry I uh, didn't see you yesterday, but I gave you a shout-out on TV, and I don't think any of your other five... Kids did that, so you're welcome, and happy Father's Day. That And I'm doing it on a podcast now, so this is like double happy Father's Day presents for you, Dad. Just kidding. Uh, your your bottle of uh, grouse is in the mail. Um, <laughs> here's Dane Evans, who celebrated his first Father's Day. Here's what he had to say, though, after the game on Saturday. One of my favorite coaches I've ever had in my life, my college coach, Coach Phil Montgomery, would always tell us that momentum's the best player on the field, and I think that's always been the truth. Um, I think in the second half, it was just like, <laughs> we all took turns making mistakes, you know what I mean? Like it just rotated. Um, a specific moment, I would say the third and short, man. I've done those a million times in my life and like that play was over. You watch, watch every one of them always and like as soon as the quarterback gets the first, it's over. They never let it linger. Um, thought that was kind of, I mean, is what it is. They made their decision, you know? Um, it was definitely a big turning point because that helped them get an easy touchdown, you know, that they didn't have to go and actually get a touchdown. So I guess that was probably the biggest momentum shift, in my opinion. Um, just, I probably was over, man. Like, I don't know. I had, I knew I had you, first. You, you said yeah, and so I just turned back and yeah. watch those from the last three years back and right. all the ones this weekend. You'll see the play's over. As soon as you get the first, the whistle immediately comes in. Like... It is what it is now, yeah. but I mean, I've done those a lot, and so you let usually over as soon as you get the first. Did you? Were you letting yeah, up? Yeah, I got the first. Right. Just like every time I've right, done right. it ever in my life. I couldn't tell if you let up. Yeah, because I had the first. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it is now. But yeah. we uh, we got to be better in the red zone for sure. That uh, that's something we definitely got to be better at. Um, 
The interception to Braylon, that was just a bad throw, man. I was trying to force it a little bit, which, which we talked about all week not doing, you know. Thought I had it and just totally made a bad throw. 100% my fault. And then, yeah, we just got to be better in the red zone. I mean, we, I thought between the 20s and even backed up tonight, the one time we were backed up on that same drive, we did great. I thought we did. Um, we just we got to finish where it counts, you know. That's where you can turn it from three to seven or eight. You know, we go for two. No, I don't think so because, I mean, you still are having great drives. We're producing all the way down the field, and you're still ending with points. It's just we got to end with touchdowns, you know. Like, we, we can't just settle for field goals all the time. Dom is amazing, did his part, but we, I love Dom. Like, he's one of my favorite guys on the team, but I don't ever want to see him come out there. You know, that's just how it is, so. It's huge, man, and like Coach O said, right now we're just talking about it. We're not doing it, you know, so um, it's going to be another week of, quick turnaround and, and looking at the tape hard, um, but we we talk about finish all the time and right now that's it, we're just talking about it, we're not actually doing it, you know. Um, don't know if I've ever been a part of a game like this where something like that happens, so I'm still trying to process it all, um, but just we got to finish and not just talk about it and make it a slogan or something, like we got to actually freaking do it, you know what I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, they did a great job. Um, I thought I thought the O-line did a fantastic job, too, to allow me to get it to them. Um, you know, we kind of had to shift some guys around, and I thought they really responded very well to that. Um, yeah, and the receivers, they're always going to do that, right? I mean, if they can get any separation, we have some pretty elite guys, so that that's kind of what we expect from them. But it sure is fun whenever they do that. We just we just got to figure out how to transition that into the red zone, and, and then we'll be... Pretty, pretty damn good offense, pretty lethal. That is Ticats quarterback Dane Evans as he spoke after the game. One more piece of tape to get to from postgame Saturday. Still had RJ Broadhead, play-by-play voice of the Ticats, will join us. And remember, you can always let me know how you feel. You can hit me up on Twitter at LouisB underscore TV or email us at gameday at Ticats.ca. Here is Tunde Adelke. Had a great game. Quarterback sack, 10 tackles couple of forceful tackles, too. There was that one breakup that uh, doesn't count as a tackle, but still was a great play by Tunde. Here's what he had to say after the game on Saturday. No, they, were, they were coming out doing the same things they were doing earlier in the game. They just had success with it, honestly. Uh, they, they took some deep shots, and uh, they came up with it. So those are plays we have to make. And then we just have to be on both parts, on offense and defense. We have to work better together. Yeah, looks like it's something we still need to work on. Just... When we're up 24-0, it clearly shows that we're, we're a top defense in this league. We just need to finish. Uh, I wish I wish I knew at this point because we, we preach about it every day. And we're gonna we're gonna go in tomorrow and go in the next day and talk about it. And we're, something we're gonna fix because this is a team that we expect to get to the Gear Cup in in November, and, and we're gonna work every day at it. So it's something we're gonna fix, and we have to fix it. And that is Tunde Adelke as he spoke post game. Saturday. All right, for more on Saturday's game and to look ahead to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, let's check in with the man who had the call on Saturday from Tim Hortons Field right here on the Ticats Audio Network. It is RJ Broadhead. And RJ, I know we've only been doing this a, a couple years, but uh, you, you've seen that one before, haven't you? It was a little deja vu all over again. Man, you just can't shake these fourth quarter problems. It, it's the two seasons I've been I've been calling games, Louis. It's it's been a struggle. They know about it, they talk about it, but for whatever reason, they they can't close out these games. I went back and looked 
Only three times in the regular season last year did they win a fourth quarter. And, and that statistic is a little bit jaded as well because sometimes they had big leads and it really didn't matter that the team put up a few more points. They weren't trying to score points, the Tiger Cats. But so far this year, the fourth quarters have been a, a major concern and have resulted in losses, outscored 54-6 to six in the two games, also outscored in the preseason. Again, those games don't, don't matter a ton, but... Um, it's, it is a, it is a concern and what's the reason I, I talked to Luke about it during the game, a lot of times in a lot of sports, when you, you can't finish games, it's, it's conditioning. I don't think that's the issue. Tiger cats seem like they're in fantastic shape, but maybe it's adjustments. Other teams are making them and, and being successful with them. And maybe the tiger cats aren't adjusting to those adjustments, but it has to be fixed. Otherwise those gray cup dreams might not happen. I mean, you were bringing up being outscored in the fourth quarter. You specifically were bringing it up week 16, week 17 last year. I mean, they know it's a problem. Tunde Adelike talked about it after the game. He said, if we had the solution, we'd find it. What point did you realize on Saturday's game? Okay, this, 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 isn't, this isn't going the way we want it to. No, that's a great question, Louis, because it was 24-0 at one point, and then Calgary got that field goal late and a half, and 24-3, comfortable lead or so it seemed. But I don't know. I, I, I wasn't sure I wanted to see that third quarter. I thought the third quarter was key because the Tiger Cats had the wind, and they put up 17 points in the first quarter with the wind. They got nothing in the third quarter, and Calgary had that great drive from their own seven against the wind and wound up getting a touchdown. I think that was the big, big turning point. And then Calgary going into the fourth quarter with the wind. It, uh, it, it you kind of thought, okay, this is going to be a lot closer game than what the first half indicated. And sure enough, it, it turned out that way. Uh, turnovers again, a bit of an issue. Again, I went back and looked last year, that 0-2 start that we all know about, and the Tiger Cats still made it to the Grey Cup. They had nine turnovers in those first two games. And then they ended the season with the fewest turnovers in the CFL. They have nine turnovers through the first two games. They're 0-2. I think they can turn things around, get back on track. They're fixable issues. They just have to finish games, not turn the ball over, and take advantage of red zone opportunities. Learning. Sometimes you get these, these losses early, these tough ones to, to take, and that feeling of invincibility maybe the lead's too big at the half maybe there was a slight letdown you don't like to think that for professional athletes but uh, uh credit to calgary they made the adjustments and, and came back and won and not to take anything away from the awesome moment of coach being honored at halftime but i mean your coach isn't in the room for 10 minutes and i i'm sure we'll bring it up with coach this week now that we don't have to talk about the hall of fame it, again just like dane and his and his wife being pregnant, her due date being the week before. These are people, they have other things on their mind as much as they want to be focused on the games. And you wonder, you know, what second half adjustments coach couldn't make because he was being honored. But again, it's an early, it's an early start to the season. The benefit of last year was after their 0-2 start, they hit the bye week. Now yes. after their 0-2 start, they have to go into Winnipeg and play the two-time <laughs> defending Great Cup champions. It is a big week of practice for this team. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to win in Winnipeg. Maybe the toughest place, obviously, like you mentioned, uh, Louis, with the back-to-back Grey Cup championships. Winnipeg, so good at home. To be honest, I broke the season up into thirds, so six-game segments. And these first six games, I'm not really worried about. Right now, the Tiger Cats have 
had flashes of being really good and flashes of not being very good, and they're 0-2. However, they're tied for second in the East Division. So with Montreal and Ottawa both at 0-2, the Tiger Cats really haven't lost a lot of ground. It's the middle six games that are going to be the key because Tiger Cats play Toronto four times and Montreal twice in those middle six games. So that middle third of the season, that's where they have to be at their best. If they can win those six games, no problem. They're going to, in all likelihood, win the division. So at this point, get the, the, the learn, the, the teaching moments done and fixed and, and let everybody have that bad feeling in the back of their mind of the loss on Saturday, the first two losses and, and not want to feel that way again. So to me, whatever happens in these six games right now, I would say if they're 500 through the first six games, that's fantastic. But those middle six, they have to be successful. Toronto four times, Montreal twice. That is the key to the season right there, in my opinion. Uh, Let's go back to Saturday because despite the loss, despite the blown lead, there were some great positives to take. And Dane, you know, 400 plus yards is three touchdowns. Uh, And and the receivers had one of those games, like all the receivers had one of those games we had been waiting to see from this group from a lot for a long time. It was fun to watch. And Luke and I had talked about it. He he wanted to see them play fast. And and Tommy Condell had them out there playing fast and, Dane's getting the ball and he's throwing it and guys are open and, and a lot of different looks for the, the Calgary defense. And, and it was, it was fun to watch. It really was the, again, I, I went and calculated Dane's stats from the first half to the second half and Bo Levi Mitchell's hmm. stats from the first half to the second half and Dane's first half and Bo Levi Mitchell's second half were very, very similar. So, you know, he's a, he's a veteran quarterback, one of the best in, in Mitchell, and he, he made some adjustments. Calgary's defense obviously made some adjustments. Some, some interesting plays. Um, you know, Dane would like the turnovers in the, in the red zone. Obviously, that, uh, that's costly. You want to get some points out of that. And as it turned out in an overtime game, that was, that was a huge key. But the... <laughs> The short yardage, and I, I know you heard Dane speak after, and he's right. Usually, once you get that first down, the whistle goes. I don't know. He felt he got the first down. I have a feeling the officials thought they were doing him a favor yeah. and letting him have that second and third kind of surge to, to try to make sure that, that he did get across and didn't blow the whistle and then Titus Wall takes the ball out of his hands and walks into the end zone. I mean, that's a, that's a, a massive turning point in the, in the football game is whether he had the first down or not looking at replays, it was very, very close. And, you know, the officials didn't blow the whistle. I kind of felt they were trying to help the tiger cats. Like, let, let's see if you can get across. And Dane thought he had it. it, it I mean, it's a, it's done now, but that, uh, that play turns into, into a, a real, a real difference, difference in the football game. And that's what I, I worry about this week is that the not worry, but you don't have to change much. It was a good game. Defensively. The team was good. Offensively. The team was good. Special teams. Lawrence Woods had that great return in the fourth quarter to set up the tie cats in great field position to march down the field. Um, so does that make it more difficult this week to make those little adjustments or is it a little bit easier preparing for Winnipeg? Do you think? Yeah, again, I think, you know, it's, it's fixable things 
don't turn the ball over, take advantage in the red zone. It's, it's, it's all about, about learning. We heard that a lot last year, Louie, with, with the team when, you know, they had their struggles. It was, it was, you don't lose, you learn was, uh, I remember Dylan Wynn must've said that after every loss, but, uh, and, and not having him in the lineup was, was huge as well. Still pretty good against the run. Um, yeah, I, there's a lot to like from what the Tiger Cats did in that football game, but it comes down to turnovers and taking advantage of opportunities. When, when you have a chance to score, you have to get those points. So, you know, again, a tough test, but sometimes the, the best teams bring out the best in you and maybe that'll happen with the Tiger Cats. A loss is only a loss if you don't learn from it. And if I had a nickel for every term I've heard Dylan Wynn say that, I would have uh, a couple of nickels there for sure. Uh, RJ, thank you for doing this. Great call as always on Saturday night. And uh, we'll be tuned in to uh, Ty Cats this week, which is on Thursday this week, one day before the game on uh, Friday. So thanks for doing this, RJ. Uh, Luke and I'll tee up the game on Ticats this week. Uh, always talking with you, Louis. My thanks to RJ Broadhead for joining me. My thanks to you as well. Could not do the show without your support. Make sure to like and follow us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And coming up today on a brand new episode of Ticats this week with Bob O'Neill on the Ticats Audio Network. So make sure you check that out. We are back tomorrow from practice at McMaster, by the way. Quick note as the Arkells are setting up for their show on Saturday, Ticats practicing at McMaster. Full details available at ticats.ca slash practice schedule. Uh, but we'll be there tomorrow from Mac. Hope you'll join us then for the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Louis Butko. Hoping you have a great day. Ticats today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at ticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at ticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.